welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, it's time for them to put on the circus, and I'm sure nothing is going to go wrong. So one thing I want to mention is that now they're level 12, something new is occurring. They're using their abilities in ways I've never seen before, where they're basically mixing and matching all their special abilities, and I have to come up on the fly with the decision of how this works. It turns out that I'm actually getting some of these wrong because I'm trying to make the game continuously flow. And one of those is the ability for Darius to teleport. One of the new things he's been doing, he's been teleporting onto creatures and then grappling them and like attacking them and punching them. So for those who are curious how this works, I found out officially that this is not right. It actually doesn't work this way. First of all, you can't actually teleport onto a square that has anything else, which means you can't teleport onto a square with a monster. Now you could teleport like right above the monster and then fall on top of it, but you can't teleport onto a monster. So if this ever happens in your game, now you know. And of course we're talking about Pathfinder. The other thing is that if you teleport onto a monster, the very first thing you need to do is a grapple check if you want to actually stand the monster. And that's an attack roll, by the way. And then if you want to stand the monster every single round, you have to continuously do a grapple check and your very first action, which again is an attack. So what he's trying to do, and which actually he's gotten away with quite a bit, is that he likes to teleport onto creatures, stay on top of them and just beat them senseless. I've let him get away with it because it is cool and we do try to do at least rule of cool, but I also like to use the rules as written because Pathfinder is such a tight system is that if you do start to even bend the rules a little bit, it can break very easily. That's sort of the downside of having a system that's so tight. It's very easy for the rules to sort of break if you don't do it exactly correctly. So going forward in the future, this trick you've seen him do a couple of times is not going to work anymore, just a little FYI. Or rather, it will work, but it's going to require him to teleport a little bit above a creature, then fall on top of it, then do a grapple check, and then every round, before he can do his attacks, he has to do a grapple check, succeed, and then he could attack. So, as expected, and this is something I thought, anything that seems too good to be true in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, for better or for worse, usually is. Also this week, July 26th, that's the date, kickstarter.rollforcombat.com. That's where you'll be able to find the Kickstarter. We're going to be having a ton of stuff. I'm starting to release more information. If you watch our YouTube show, I'm going to show you some of the cool stuff that you will get. Because I have actually gotten prototypes in of some of the various items that you will get if you pledge. So watch our show. Myself and Mark, every single week, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Well, if you missed it live, you can just see it recorded. But I'm going to start showing off cool things during the live show. So you get to see some of the neat things that you can get if you kickstart. Plus, we're doing a whole bunch of interviews. I will send out those links as they show up so you can find out yet more information. Because as much as we've talked about it, the thing is, if we're doing 12 Ancestries, a whole card game... 
an entire book on Eldemon, which is two new classes, 160 Eldemon, a ton of lore. This book is going to be gigantic, by the way. That alone is enough for, like, hours of interview. And then Battles of Bestiary, which has 150 monsters, all these cool, strange, and unusual imbuements, tons of more magic items now, because we have to have a lot more magic items, because a lot more monsters. It's going to be a bigger book. Like, all of our books are going to be bigger. Battles of Bestiary, Strange and Unusual, that's going to be a bigger book. Battles of Eldemon, that's going to be a huge book. And then all these ancestries, if they're at least 10 pages each, and they're going to add up, and we're going to be doing super ancestries and super duper mega ancestries, this is a lot of content. That's what I'm going to say, is we're talking hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of pages, and there's more. <laughs> it just never ends. So make sure you check that out. Sign up for the newsletter at Eldemon.com. And you, too, can get all the cool information every single week up to the point where it drops. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode. Time for Betty Bye! Everyone give me a will save. Oh, no, these. Except the native steel scale. Ooh, Darius, 27. Ooh, half 27. That's not good. Oh, after round 24, you all fail. Fail, fail, fail. Let's go through each one, shall we? Hap and Darius. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. You're dreaming. Very nice dream. You're staring up into the night sky, and you're looking at all the stars, and you're going through in your mind, like, all the constellations. Then you look at one of the constellations, and one of the stars are missing. And then another star. And another star. And you're like, that's weird. And then you're starting to see, and then the stars, they're all, like, going off. Disappearing, one by one. And, and, and you're just confused. The stars are going away. And suddenly, they're, they're, they're all gone. And you're in pitch darkness. And you're overcome with fear. And then you wake up. Hmm. Ah, you're swimming in a lovely, beautiful lake with your dog, Riley. We're having a great time. And as you swimming in the lake, suddenly Riley goes whoop, and he disappears, and he goes under the water. And you're looking around for him. He's like, Riley, Riley, where are you? And then suddenly you feel a hand grab your legs, and you're pulled down under the water, and you're trying as hard as you can to get up, and you can't. Your your mouth is filled with water. You can't cast any spells. You're getting pulled down further and further, and sure enough. Your legs are bound by these hands, and you're screaming, and water's filling your lungs, and you're about to drown, and then you wake up. But we can breathe underwater, Stephen. But you couldn't then. That's why the, the nightmare is so terrifying. Nightmare That's is right. terrible. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you could breathe in real life, but not in this not in this dream, you couldn't. I could also run fast in my, in my real life, but not in my dreams. You know how that works. Oh, yeah. the molasses legs yeah. of dreams. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't have to bring up molasses. That flood in Boston is terrifying. What? Darius. You're all too young. Me? I know about that. The great molasses flood? I learned about it in school. Yes, yes. Elementary school. Yes, it killed like 80 people or something. The oh. great molasses flood of 1919. Oh, fuck. Is it Chicago, I think? No, Boston. Oh, Boston. Darius. <sighs> You're tied to a tree with cats. Having a good old time. Wait, Cat I'm goes, tied to a tree? Yeah, you're tied to a tree. And Cat is not. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's just teasing you. Having a little oh, fun. God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's one of those dreams. And then Cat goes around behind the tree. 
and you hear her laughing, but it disappears. And you're like, Cat! Cat! Come back! You're pulling at the ties, and you can't get free? And then suddenly, a lightning storm appears above you. And you're like, Cat, this isn't funny anymore! Cat! And then suddenly, the top of the tree gets struck by lightning! And you're like, Cat! Cat! And then lightning strikes the tree again! Much closer this time. And you're pulling at the tugging at the ropes as hard as you can and you can't get free and even though you're like straining with your gigantic muscles and whoever tied these ropes tie them way too tight and lightning keeps striking the tree over and over again and you're closer and closer and you can feel the hairs on your arms stand up and you can feel the electricity just going through your hair and your head and your teeth and just as a lightning strikes about to hit you you wake up <sighs> steel scale slept great yay Okay, it's the day of the uh, show. Pleasant dreams. Steel Scale wakes up, curled in her in her lair, like cuddling an Aridin plushie, and she, that's like well worn. And she's like, "Aw, okay." She like you know adjusts her scales and like you know knocks off any dirt and puts her armor on. Heads off. I just wanted everyone to get a little peek inside Steel Scale's lair. The rest Adorable. of us are just like wide eyed and like. Gasping for air and like looking at each other while Steel Cell, Steel Scale, <laughs> still in her snuggie. Oh, Steel Scale's like in her own place. She's nowhere near you guys. Anyhow, today's the day of the big show. Yeah, well, I think at breakfast we're going to talk about <laughs> dreams. At least Atron's going to bring it up again. So morning preparations is normal, and then when we're are we staying at the inn again, or are we staying in the circus now? Yeah, yeah, the inn's free. It's all set up for you. Okay, yeah. I mean, you could stay at the inn, or you can stay at the circus. Either one's fine. Doesn't I think matter. we'd maybe at least stay at the inn for now, just to continue to generate hype for the circus. And yeah, Darius is getting food anyway. Yeah, and you were there last night anyhow. So, so yeah, once we're at the table together for morning meal, breaking fast, as it were, Atron would say, "I had another odd dream, nightmare, and." All the stars were disappearing from the sky. Now I am more concerned that it's not my mother, but some sort of influence from Zankuthan. Ooh, who's he? <sighs> God of pain and torture. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to use the dwarf voice. Hi, who's he? There we go, that's better. <laughs> God of pain and torture. My Doesn't sound had... like a very nice fella, does he? Well, no, but certainly of survival. Him, he used to be a different person, but he journeyed into the darkness between the stars and came back twisted and maligned, so I I grew up in the doll, which is... I don't understand what that would have to do with a flood. I dreamed about lightning striking a tree that I was tied to and couldn't escape. What? Me and Riley were drowning. Like me? Did it slowly rise over your mouth and nose and... No, we were having a good time at first, just swimming and playing and splashing, oh. but then we got pulled to the bottom. This is odd. Bad dreams happen. Let's try not to think about it. Not to us. The, n- Bad dreams happen to other people. Bad dreams happen, yes, but this is... I am concerned. I wonder if it's the effects of the welt or whatever corruption is happening. Or perhaps the hag using the welt. Or the hag. Let's talk to the pre- steel skill. You didn't have any... Steel skill. <laughs> Emer, you didn't have any bad dreams? Oh, Steel Scale, oh, where is she? She's the best dragon hero ever. <laughs> what? Bad dreams? No, no, I, I slept just fine. And you've never really had bad dreams? I, I mean, I wouldn't say never, but not often, no. We should it, ask some of the circus folk. 
what I, they uh, felt. Yes, that is a good... It's not like if it was my mother, they would know Steel Scale or Emer. Yeah, let's, let's see at the circus. So, Atron will make quick work breakfast and head to the circus. They do have to get ready. Sure. You go back to the circus. Everyone's been hard at work. Looks like not a lot of people have slept. The tent is up. Everything's ready to go. More Does or less. anyone who did sleep report having nightmares? Yeah, one or two of people said they did have kind of strange dreams. That's it. Hmm. Well, while since it's the day of, let me put up a few tents. How many do we need? You said we need three of them. Circuit or for the sideshow and what? Well, as many as you can do. And if you need four, then they can put up four. I'll put well, okay. I'll put up four tents then. Four tents. It's what a, is that? It's a fifth level spell. Oh, what spell? It's the heightened version of hallucinatory terrain. So I can create an illusion that causes natural terrain to look, sound, feel, smell like something different. And the fifth level version means you can create illusory structures. So it's not really there. It's just like a beautiful illusion. <laughs> so if it rains, is it going to go right through it? If it rains, it's going to get rained on. Well, yeah. no. But that's the thing, is it interacts like everything. So, like, you, it's it's really there as long as you don't question it. But the rain doesn't know. But it, it looks, smells, and So everyone's feels. really wet. They just don't know it. They don't know that they're wet until they... They don't know they're <laughs> soaking wet until they leave. And they're like, why are we soaking wet? It, but, if, but here's what I want to know. Like, if it feels correct... Then that means that yeah. there is like a physicality to no, it. I imagine it, that the rain would there's would a go. false there's a false no. sensation of tactile that would happen to the mind if they're tricked by the illusion, but it's not going to stop rain. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. stop anything. It's not actually protective. Yeah. It just looks like a tent. This is brilliantly full of folly. So definitely put up illusionary tents, and no one will question it. And then we'll see if it rains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's of the real question. As long as it doesn't rain, no one will know. I mean, the thing is, it's a fifth level spell. It's not exactly something easy to cast, you know. That's why you're doing four of them. That's why I'm doing four of them. Well, this is the thing. If it rains, it'll look like it's hitting the tent. It looks like it's working, but it's not. We'll see. I have questions. People inside will be like, sure is breezy in this tent. Hmm. Hey, it's very well ventilated. I always felt like a good illusion would interact with like the rain or the fog. Like if a fog rolled in, it would go around the illusion, you know? I've always felt that way. Maybe, but like the fog doesn't know it's an illusion. It doesn't have a mind to be tricked. Well, the rain doesn't either, but like... Yeah, well, that's why like, I, I think there's some illusions where you can adjust at will. So there needs to be a purposeful thought to adjusting them or maybe programmed illusions and stuff can do that. Yeah, that's why I've never really liked illusions because it's hard to it's hard to grasp. They're all, <laughs> like, they're all good until they're tricked. But that's why it's useful for heroes, too, because a person could walk up and touch what they think is a real door. But if you just throw a rock and it goes through it, you know, it's an illusion. Yeah, I think of illusions like wildy coyote painting you know something on a rock like yeah it looks like it and it feels like it and maybe you think it is but then as soon as you run into you go into a rock and then you're like flunk i think of it like hard light from sci-fi where they use like lasers Ooh. to interact with things even though that doesn't make a lick of sense well you see i don't think it's like the holodeck on star trek because that is those are real even though it's it's holograms, but they actually have substance to them. Do like a diet version of the holodeck, and I think we'd 
I would like to create an illusion of Moriarty, because what could go wrong? Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know, pe well, you could die in the holodeck. That's why they have the safety protocols. Because that's the weird thing. It's it's real. It's not even, it's like, oh, it's a hala. It's like, no, there's no hala. It's it's actually there. It's using actual physicality. Anyhow. It's, it's force fields. It's, it's light and force fields. light and energy and focus and magic. All right. You know, um, when Wiley e. Coyote, the patrons bring this up, when Wiley e. Coyote painted stuff on the rock, like, the Roadrunner would go through it. Because <laughs> they believed it. Yeah, so if you believe <laughs> it, like, I feel like it'll block the rain for you. For you, but that doesn't mean that it does, you don't get wet. Is anyone more confused about this than when we started this conversation? Oh, this is a confusing conversation. Well, yeah, at least for the dreams aspect... I guess Atron would try to note down a few of the details of the weird dreams people had. It's similar. You 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 talk to a few people. They had vivid nightmares, just a few, but they all seem to be similar with water, hurricanes, rain, lightning, something about storms. It's yeah, stormy. So it's all Gozra related. Yeah. Is there anything I can make a check around here? Like, because these all seem like signs of doom to me <laughs> so occultism i don't know i think we should go back to the temper of a rastal after the show's over you do a check occultism it's something but yeah maybe it could be anything like maybe this area is haunted yeah i really thought it was the hag at first but now not yeah you know in fact it's weird it, like maybe this area is haunted maybe there's just so much negative energy in this town that it's causing this and that other people don't experience it. Maybe you could ask around the town. Could be part of the welt. Could be part okay. of the welt. It, yeah. it could be. You're not sure, but you, you're new to this town, so... Atron will share those details with the others and say, not today because of the circus, but either tonight or tomorrow. I'm going to ask maybe the mayor and the um, priestess Frint about this. Frent seemed like a local historian. I'm sure she would know something. That That is a good point, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. It is. It is what it's made for, but as long as it doesn't rain. And it rains here a lot, like he was saying. So if it rains, the jig is up. But if it doesn't, then it, it's exactly what this is for. I used it as a GM in Pathfinder First Edition uh, when it was just regular hallucinatory. You didn't have the like make whole buildings clause, but I use it in first edition to basically be like, oh, here's like an old burnt out inn that hasn't been here for a while. And, you know, what evil spellcaster person was trying to get the party to lower their defenses and uh, set them up for an ambush. So they cast it on this old ruin to make it look like a, an inn, like a warm, cozy inn, and was like the innkeeper and welcoming them in and doing all this stuff. And then, you know, waiting for them to, like, order drinks and take their packs off and, like, sit down and chill. And meanwhile, the whole place is getting surrounded by baddies. And then they dropped the illusion, which, of course, made everyone fall off of the chairs that were <laughs> really there and onto the ground. And then we rolled initiative as they were surrounded. So, I mean, it, it can work. But if, let's see, before walking in there, the druid is like, boy, this land is parched. They could use some rain and, like, summon rain and it's going to show up in 10 minutes. And then they go in there. It might have been like, oh, the jig is up. Why? Because it starts to rain. And you're like, okay, so, well, it's raining on your head. Aren't we inside? Yes. 
So it just depends. I, I think it's perfect. And actually, I'm looking forward to the shenanigans that get caused when you create all these illusionary tents and then it does rain and people are like, what the heck? I think it'll be funny. I'm not looking forward to that. We're going to have to put up some tarps and they can just become part of the illusion. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is if you can just like put the basics up, it doesn't have to look yeah. awesome. All right, Stephen, we're going to put up some poles with tarps. To block the rain. Oh and my then God. make the illusion. In other words, like, it doesn't have to look awesome. It can just be like, uh, here's the big canvas tent. And it's, uh, sure, good enough. And then maybe kind of sloppy. And then the spell will make it look, like, super nice and painted and awesome and whatever. So yeah, it'll still save us time, but it won't mean people get rained on. We can put up, like, the worst possible. Yeah, what is that? Can you blind people with this? Like, you're in a black building. Like, and we, and you just exclude us from the spell. And it's a... I can't exclude anyone from the spell, and the casting time is 10 minutes. Okay, not a combat spell. No, not a combat spell. But I figure, but like me and Vanessa were talking about, I figure we can just put up some like, like the quickest, shoddiest like tarps to. Right, to prevent rain, rain and then just make it look real nice. That's a yeah. perfect way to do it. Yeah, I think we'll just do that. I'd hate for four casts of a fifth level spell to do absolutely nothing. I'd be real sad about that, I've, especially since I've been holding onto this the whole time, and it's some very genie magic, you know? I wonder, since it is a fifth level spell, do you think it would do bleachers and stuff if we needed it? Well, it would look like bleachers, but people would then try and climb them and fall. Well, would they, though? Because it feels like bleachers, too. Yeah, because you can trick their minds, and so they think that there's bleachers there, and it... Oh, but they're just standing where they are. Yeah, or whatever. I mean, I don't know, why couldn't they sit on it? It's not real. Yeah, but it's not like a hologram. It's not like... Yeah, it is. Not how they, so your, your spell caused people to hover? Well, I'm sort saying, of. So like, Maybe, yeah. Think of it this... <sighs> if I believe you make a ladder, and I believe in the ladder, can I climb the ladder that's not there? Oh, I see what you're saying, because gravity still exists. Versus if you just make an illusionary wall, and I like walk into the wall, and I ran into it, and I'm like, ow, my nose hurts. Ow, my nose, right. But I didn't break the laws of physics. I just believed that there was a wall Correct, there. correct. And you sense the sensation of not seeing past it and bumping Back. your nose. But then the sensation of sitting 10 feet up is not possible, because you can't sit. Are you having a York peppermint patty? Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, because yeah, because you just fall and you'd be like, why can't I sit on this bleacher? Right. Unless the spell does a thing where as soon as you try to climb, you believe you have done it and you're sitting 10 feet up, but really you're standing next to someone next to you. I like what Hedron was talking about, how shadow illusions being semi-real. That's how I always pictured it. It's like semi-real illusionary magic. Yeah, well, that's the shadow in shadow magic. Ah, Tron puts the shadow in shadow magic. They do. They like to use shadow stuff. Because that's... Is shadow still a sub-school of illusion? I mean, sub-schools aren't even a thing anymore. Okay. So, maybe it's just the descriptor? I, I have shadow illusion spells prepared. Let me check. Yeah. Well, you know what we could do? We could put up a crappy tarp, and for bleachers, we could just set up a whole bunch of buckets and make them look like bleachers. Well, shadow blast is an evocation. Do I have any actual shadow illusion? Probably not. It's all right. We can use literal pieces of trash and make it look nice. That is true. You could put a big pile of trash and then use your spell to make the trash right. look and feel like... That's true. Like yeah. bleachers. Yeah. Of course, if we need bleachers in those four tents. Usually sideshow tents aren't like that. They're just you gather yeah. and you watch a weird little show. Yeah. And that's how politicians were made. So let me get this straight. You're taking garbage. Not and so. you're turning it into... We're not Not garbage. really. No, 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 no. No, we're no, just no, discussing no. what we could do. <laughs> wow. You're taking tarps, and instead of making 
tents out of the tarps. You're taking tarps and then disguising them using illusions to make them look nice. Well, that's the thing. Setting up a tarp, you're, you might as well just set up the tent. Is it? Well, a tarp is quick as opposed to a yeah. full-on tent, you know, with all... And that looks really nice and, and taking our fabrics out of the packaging. You got half an eye who can fly and stuff like that, so... It only takes a week to set up for the circus, right? Like, we gotta yep. cut some corners. Okay, corners are cut. You spend all day, half the night, and the circus is ready. Are you ready? Right. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure nothing's gonna happen. I'm sure nothing's gonna happen. I think there's gonna be a storm and a flood. Just just my guess. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? The night of the circus. Almost the entire population of Willowside turns out the mayor comes to you and insists on giving the opening announcements which of course you let her do and she goes out in front of the crowd and says people of willowside she gets murdered so help me (laughs) (laughs) as part of my entertainment initiative i am pleased to introduce to you the circus of wayward wonders yeah and everyone's like going crazy and chomping and everyone's like clapping their hands and stomping their feet and this is like the most energy you've seen this town well ever because they're just always tired and exhausted and starving but they seem to have a little bit more energy after all the fruits and vegetables and cabbages that darius has been bringing fresh from their recent tour of escadar and the swordlands they will amaze and astound you. Cast aside your worries for the evening and enjoy the mystery and whimsy of the circus. And you know, clowns come out. All the you, know, you all come out. You do your standard little opening. Everyone has a rounding roar of applause. People are excited. This is like probably the best crowd you've ever had. Like they they really needed this. Cool. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be a part of this. Can I can I stay backstage and watch, or should I go back to the stands? Oh no, you can stay back here. That is absolutely fine. You should watch how it is done, so you can learn. Since you will be joining us. Oh, that's that's wonderful. I I will absolutely do that. Okay. So you go about the circus. I presume we don't have to do the whole thing if you don't want to. We'd let the new ones have their time in the light. I'm going to do a little musical number where I summon an electric guitar and go Rammstein with it. No? Is that too much? I don't know who that is. I mean, Rammstein is Duhast. Yeah. But they're like like famous for their pyrotechnics. You know, like fire shooting out of guitars and stuff. I'm partial to Guar myself. Oh, Um, I love Guar. Guar is definitely a lot of illusory magic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, you go through everything. Everything is going splendid. Circus couldn't be better, even if you tried. And then the grand finale, you have the finale, the final performance, all three acts going on at once. And then suddenly, just as the finale is ramping up, you hear screams from the audience. And the (gasps) tent starts shaking as if it's going to collapse. And you hear tearing and ripping 
and screaming. Oh, oh no. Otteron rushes out center. Yeah, I think we all do. Yep. Well, I thought the sound was coming from outside. It is. Steel. Well, Emer's going to run outside and see what's going on. Put yourselves where you want to be. Uh, I'm going to run out into the into the stages. Okay. People are screaming. I think I'll be able to see why they're screaming. Where are the tear sounds coming from, or is it all over? All over. There's a huge tent. I mean, how big is this tent? Tent is wow. 400 feet by 300 feet. So, jeez, that's football yeah. field. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a football field. Like that's the There's best. Two analogy. football fields laid laid in a cross. Yes, <laughs> it's a huge. You forget. You're like, how big is this tent? Oh, this is a big damn tent. Yeah, <laughs> this is big. Like this is this is no joke. Okay, is everyone where they want to be? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, I w- I think I'm where I would go, which is to look outside and see what the noise is. Okay, where are you? Oh, I see. Okay, I'm just gonna move your yeah. scale to the side here. Sort of down about seven o'clock on the map. Yeah, I see you. Suddenly, you see from the top of the tent, you oh. see pterodactyls tearing through the tent. Uh, on top of them are Zolgaths. I knew it. With firebombs. <laughs> Steven, for the audience's sake, I want to let the audience know these are Quetzalcoatls. And Quetzalcoatls. They are, they are way different than pterodactyls because yes. they are so big. They're like the biggest thing that has ever flown on the planet. Have you ever seen the movie Q? <laughs> Does anyone else know what I'm talking about? Oh, I, re- I know exactly what you're talking about. It's an old no. movie. It's no. an old, terrible movie. Look it up. Just look up movie cue while we're waiting. That is what you see. Yeah, these are terrifying. All right, hold on. Let's see if I can get everyone at once. Hold on. This is going to be tricky. Wow. Wingspan of 33 feet. Yeah, they're massive. Whoa. All right, I know what I'm going to do. Does Jurassic World realize we're doing some, you know, marketing for them? Roll for combat! Did I get everyone? <gasps> I think I did. Wow. This is a lot of people in this combat. <laughs> Woo! Okay, this is what you see. You see these Quetzalcoatlus? Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus. U.S. at the end. I'll call them Qs. You see the Qs. Way up in the air, they're tearing through the tent, and on them are the Zolgas. And yeah, it looks like they're going to try to kill everyone. Oh, okay, no. so right above the tent, I'm going to give this guy a number because there's so many of them. Now there's four of them, and four Zolgaths riding them. And if you look in handouts, you can see what they look like. Is that fun? And this. Now I'm not going to put the Zolgaths on top of the cues because. It just will get confusing because there's a lot going on right now. So this guy goes in, the Q comes dive bombing and is attacking the people in the stands. (gasps) No! Tearing them to shreds. People are screaming, blood going everywhere. Oh no. They're done. Now comes the. How do they go? They go together. So let me find the other one. Okay. And then the Zolgath herder 
who seems to be controlling his cue. He starts also going towards the stands. The cue is starting to screech, attacking people, and he is throwing... Oh, that's a bad roll. Mm. He rolls a 39, throwing alchemist fire, exploding in the stands with people screaming, catching on fire. The whole place is in chaos. Hab is up! So, giant attack to the north, giant attack to the east. Good news is the cues are a little bit close. They're only like maybe 15 feet off the ground, 20 feet, those two. Okay. Number one and two, so they're kind of easier to get to. The other ones that are around, those are much higher because they're still breaking through. And you're up, Hap. Yeah, let me measure this uh, just a little bit too now far. Now remember, fireball will kill all the innocent people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know And what? if you kill a Q and it lands on the stands, everyone below the Q will die too. Alright, I'm gonna move towards the towards the Quetzalcoatl that is kinda in the southwest. And from here, because they're flying, right? So I'm gonna yeah. pretend like I'm clever when I cast Gust of Wind on that Quetzalcoatl to knock him out of the sky. It's a 60-foot line, so I should be able to hit the rider and the Quetzalcoatl. Which one? The one of the southwest. Oh, you're trying to hit one that's still tearing through? Yeah, I'm going to knock him down with a gust of wind. Maybe they'll, like, roll down the side of the tent or something. Okay, well, they're going to get cover from that attack, so they're going to get a plus to their fortitude save. Because they're still getting through, so you're actually more, like, hitting the tent than really hitting them. Well, I'm going to aim it for them and see if I can push them out. And as I said, they're still going to get some cover. Yep, let's see what let's see what happens. Because if they feel this, it'd be cool. Oh! They ain't got a plus five, I'll tell you that. Okay. So, it's flying, and all it does is it starts hitting the top of the tent. And now there's a tear, like all the way to the ground you just made a 200 foot tear <laughs> in the tent it is beyond ruined oh i didn't push it 30 feet out sure you, you did. did but a quoxicola you're pushing it okay you push the wind it is grabbing and as it gets pushed away it's pulling the tent with it and tearing it up to shreds so yes okay. it's pulling the tent it's getting knocked on the side it then lands into the tent pulling aspects of the tent down like you knocked a elephant that was trying to break into a tent off so now it it hits prone it's falling into the tent tearing it and pulling it down on top of you, you see how okay that goes? so Does you it... did ex you did exactly what you wanted i'm gonna say this whole side is now covered in tent So is it more toward the outer perimeter of where the tent originally was then? Is it like oh, yeah. fell and rolled yeah, down? Yeah, that okay. whole area is now just like its little tent is collapsing. And they will take some damage, but they're gone. You can't even see them anymore. Yeah, I got a nice 2d6 of damage for it. Okay, give me the 2d6. Don't spend it all in one place. It's 10. 10 points. Plus any falling damage. Oh, yeah. The tent is... No, the tent is cushioning okay. their fall as they go down. Okay, that makes It'll sense. It'll take some, but... This tent is designed to hold a lot. Gotcha. Okay, t anything else you wish to do, Hap? Something happened to them. You don't know where they are. They're That's gone. three Hap. As usual, you helped out? Sort of. Just call me Steelskit. I mean, I, I, <laughs> hey! It worked! Kind of. Uh, who's up? 
Emer is. So what's what's outside? So so there's all this ripping and stuff, and Emer wanted to go outside and take a look because she was pretty close to the exit. So what is happening out outside? Uh, you can't see anything because they, they were all attacking from the top of the tent. Okay, but there's not like more Zolgaths outside or anything like that? No, 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 no. They were all at the top. And as you're here, suddenly you start seeing the tenting getting torn to shreds. You hear screaming. It starts collapsing. And oh, you no. see one of these cues literally... It's like a slide, like the kids would go on, like woo, like going down the side of this tent, like bringing it down with it, and then you see a big slam as it hits the ground. All right, so so I can see it outside then as it has slid down. Yeah, it's kind of slid down, and it's like on its side. That is so cool. Guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna use that to our advantage. Okay, so Emer is going to start running up. Uh, running up to it as fast as she can. Let's see, I can go 30. I can't get that far. It's going to be so many. And this is all difficult terrain. That's fine. I'll stay outside of it. Yeah, I feel like this is mine, mine to fight now. So we're just going to spend this this round prepping. Emer is going to see the giant flying dinosaur. And she's going to shout, You, Zolgath, have destroyed the circus tent. I will avenge the poor people of this town for I am Steel Scale. And she will spend an action to transform into a giant dragon because that is cool. And then she'll spend another action to make her clothing look back like armor again. And then for her third action, she is going to, she's going to try and enact her overdrive and put her armor in like super mode. Oh, yes. Okay, Ooh. so I rolled a nat 20 on my crafting skill for overdrive, which means it's a critical success. So I have just gotten the maximum efficiency out of this armor for the next minute, dealing an Ooh. additional seven points of damage. And that's the end of my turn. Darius. All right. How far away is number one Quetzalcoatlus? I can move 45 feet. Oh, uh, yeah, you can get to it, sort of. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm going to use Abundant Step, so I'd also like to go on its back and teleport to its back. You sure like doing that. I love it. Yay, we set precedence. Nothing personnel, kid. So there's that heartbeat. Oof. Boom, right on back. Behind the Zolgath trainer person rider. I then grab the Zolgath. Hold on. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep doing this. I need to figure this out because mount only works if they want you to be on it. <laughs> I am not you... on it. I mean, I'm not on it because it's asking. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. So you're you actually... Tell me what I got to do to... St- no, I don't... I actually don't know what would happen. Is it big enough to carry two people? Yeah, it's gigantic. It's... Okay, then I'm on it. I mean, I may not be... I mean, if it, When it gets its turn, it can probably throw me. Yes, I'm curious what Vanessa's going to say. Oh, yes. When I did it before, I used my reaction to grab an edge, the same as if you were falling and going to grab a surface. And when you do that, you make an athletics check against the DC of climbing it, which would probably be the athletics DC of the creature. It's similar to grabbing it, but that's what you had me do before, if I recall. Good. Do that. <laughs> this will and, be then a... you, and then you're holding on to it more like an object rather than a creature. Yeah, basically, because, yeah, it's like you're trying to grab a gigantic flying, screaming, attacking creature who doesn't want you anywhere near it. So 
Give me... It, I, I teleported, so it doesn't have a yeah. chance to go squark, you know, until I'm on it. You know what but I mean? You still ha- you're not you on st- on it. You're, like, near it, and you still got to grab it when you appear there. Yeah. So I make a reaction. Is that what this is? A reaction athletic? Yes. A reaction to grab an edge, yeah. Oh, I'd say reflex. It's just... No. Uh, you can say reflex, but... I have, where is it, Rapid Mantel. You can use Athletics oh, instead of Reflex to grab an edge. Okay, whatever. Rapid Mantel. Okay, that's fine. How's that? Barely. Is that a yes? Yes. It's Wait, what did you get? A 31? Barely, barely makes so, it. So it's like horseshoes and grenades. It works. However, you forgot one thing. Yes? Fortitude save. Oh, no, Stinkitude. Stinkitude. Let me turn Mountain Stance off. That's right. No more mountain stance. I'm not on the ground. There's a 41. Oh, You're the fine. smell is welcoming. You're fine. Okay, you. I will say you have it. I'm on it, and I'm grab. I grab it with my meaty thighs. Yes, you're on it, and the herd guy's next to you. He's on it too. Great. Now I grab him. Okay. I don't think you can grab two things at once. Well, I, Mapid Mantel lets me pull myself to standing in the same action. So sitting. Okay. I'll say you have to kind of let go. With your legs, because you are not an octopus or a monster. So you can use your grab, but it's going to try to buck you next turn. So you try to grab him. I should buck it should buck me immediately. I would do the same. I don't want like, some people on my back. No, no, he can't go because... Oh, actually, he could, but he doesn't have a buck reaction. So when he goes, right. he'll try. So he'll go on his turn. What are you trying to do? You're trying to grab this guy? So I'm grabbing him. Is 27 enough? Probably not. Against his... Fortitude. You rolled a three on that. Uh, no, that is not enough. Uh, I will spend a hero point and try again. Oops, wrong, wrong, wrong button. Oh, that was an 18 on the die, too. What a shame. I mean, 18 plus whatever my my thing is. Nope. Roll again. 34. Hey, that's better. Better. Sure, you grab him. Great. And now I throw him down to the ground where here, right? Where he's, his little icon is. So that's another. Well, that's another. That's another action, though. Yeah. So it's one to teleport. Right. One to grab, one to right. throw. Okay. Wow. This is a power play. What do you do to throw? I'd roll the athletics against his fortitude DC again. Okay. But that's an attack, so it's minus five. What? Technically, the rolling throw isn't an attack. It's just an athletics check. It's really? weird. It doesn't have an attack trait. And it doesn't say make a grab again. It says make an athletics check. It's it's technically not an attack. It, it's, this is one action. You have a creature grabbed or restrained. And the whirling throw happens after the grab. So it's one action to grab, one action to whirling throw. Okay. How far do you throw him? 30 feet. <laughs> cool. One, two, three, out and down. So like here, and then he also takes the fall damage. So I rolled a 41. Did I succeed or critically succeed? What's it against? Fortitude DC. Yes, you critically succeed. Ooh. Cool. Excellent. On a critical success, you throw the creature to desired distance, and it lands prone, and it takes 2d4 plus 4, 2d6 plus 4 damage. Okay. You can roll the damage. There's a damage. It takes 10 plus any falling damage. Are you done? Now I am done. Looked cool. Didn't take that much damage, though. It did look cool. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care about how it took damage. He's off of that bird. It was very heroic. Atron is up. Yeah. Atron moves 25 feet. Because they're heading towards number two? Yeah, that's over on the east side of the tent. But they look north to the Quetzalcoatlus number four that's in between the stands. It's not It's not in yet. It's You see it like poking its head 
and it's ripping the tent apart. They didn't mm. go yet. They're still in the process of tearing through the tent. Okay. Then number two, though, is attacking people. Number two is eating many peoples. Yeah, okay. So I will focus on number two then instead. Acheron, like, gestures a hand over their face as they start chanting phantasmalish gilokosh and a spectral shadow of their face like rises up and flies forward at the Quetzalcoatlus as Ataran casts phantasmal killer at it. We'll save DC 31. At the, at the flying creature. Yeah, number two. Okay. Ooh, it fails. Takes 86 mental and is frightened two. Okay, 25. Nice. I was really hoping for that crit fail. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. All right, that's the end of my turn. Hey, Frightened 2 still a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Number four breaks through and is having fun just flying over these people and firebombing them, eating them, the whole nine yards. So everyone's dying. And let's see. Now the one on the ground. Okay, now they fell. So he's gonna get up, the Zolgath, and he's gonna get on his Quaxacoddle and issue a command and then yell for it. And they're gonna take to the air. What? What? They're just on the ground. I know. They get but... six actions, baby. They get six actions? Wow. Yes. Cowards! They're separate. Each of them are different. They're separate. What? No, no, they're they're separate creatures. Yeah, separate creatures, it looks like. Yeah, they each get their own uh, thing. These are special mount rules. They sound special. They are. Because mount rules kind of suck, but they get special ones. So, because they, otherwise this would not be a... This would be over very quickly, this fight. So, this guy, this quick saccadle, is trying to go up and maybe enter something else, like one of the other tears or something. So, it's now, like, up in the air again. And back to number one, who's on the ground. He gets up, says something, like to somebody, you don't know what. And what's he going to do? Pull out his short bow and fire a Darius. Cool. Does the Quetzalcoatlus give me cover? (laughs) No. Is that how it works? Do you have a special ability that gives you that? No, I'm just on a gigantic 15-foot by 15-foot monster. Yes, but he also gave it a command so it, like, dipped its wings so you can get a clear shot. Oh, the old wing dip. (laughs) So you can see. He's, like, trying to, oh, wait till it goes. Wingling dragon. Does a 36 hit you? Sure does. That's right. 17 damage. All right. And he's done, because that was his whole turn. And now the quick Sakatalus goes. And you know what it's going to do? Sees you on top of him. And you're on him. Yep. He's just gonna beak you to death. Beak, 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 beak. beak, beak. First, he's gonna beak you. Thirty. That's a hit because I'm not in any mountain stance. Okay. Now you're bleeding. Oh boy. Let's give you some bleed. Hold on. Moving you off of him. And he is also then going to swoop, and he's like flying. And he's flying kind of near the, the herd, his buddy. And you're, like, holding on for your dear life as he's doing this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then while he's doing that, 
he is also going to he is going to talon you he's like trying to rip you off 33 hit 26 points of damage and he can't grab you because he's out of abilities Okay, the other one, the one that's on the guy who's frightened. He's just throwing more bombs at the stands and killing more people. And the quick cicadles, like, they're just going across the stands. They're, like, literally just doing strafing, like a strafing maneuver. And they're just going, and they're just clawing and biting and firebombing you know what it's like the green goblin they're just there's just explosions everywhere and people are running for their lives hap you're up this is a disaster yeah this is all so bad start murdering please murder blast yeah okay so i'll pull out two motes of fire i'll shape them into chinese dragons so that they're beautiful that one action to shape them for inspire courage inspire courage plus one to hit and damage and then I'll fire them off as a level 4 Sculching Ray against Quetzalcoatl 1 and Zolgath 1. The ones that Darius is fighting. How far is your Inspire Courage right now? 60. Alright, so I'm out of it. Thanks. Alright, here's... Oh, and that one on the Scorching Ray. I'm definitely going to hero point that. That is a miss. Yeah, we'll definitely hero point that. Here comes another one. That's better. better. 33. By the way, these aren't Quaxicottles. They're elite Quaxicottles. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes, they are. 33. Yeah. I haven't pushed this button yet tonight. Hit. Nice. Okay. You hit Darius. You better have. So this is the fourth level version. So 29 points of damage. Did you do your two action? Of course. Okay, 29. Yeah, two rays is two action. Ouch. Darius, it smells like chicken. Okay. Finally. And then against the other Zolgath, he gets a Scorching Ray too. But only one. That's right. Only one Scorching Ray for him. And... So 31 to hit him? That actually hits. Nice. For another 29 points of damage. Why is it 29? Two action level four. That did not explain to me. Why is it... Why do you get to hit two with two actions oh so for each action that you spend because it says make a make a spell attack against a single creature yep keep reading though in the next paragraph for each additional action you spend you find a different additional ray at a different target yeah so you use a two action version and there's two rays yes 100 percent, yes but why would you do that and not just why would you not use the one why would you not do that uh, I'm trying to understand how. why would you ever use the one-action version. I don't know why you would use that. Because you've cast another two-action spell, and you're just trying to pump out more damage? In case you have other spells, yeah. Let's say you do a two-action spell, and you're hoping it finishes someone off, and it doesn't, and they're not dead, and you're like, crap, and I need to finish them off. And you might use a one-action version to just go pew and do a quick one last ray. So like a two-action fireball and then a scorching ray? Well, I would yeah. use the three-action version, then. Of a fireball? No, of Scorching Ray. Maybe there's too many targets. I'm just saying, that's why you're asking why would you ever do a one-action version? I'm giving you a scenario. I don't know why you're asking about hypotheticals that aren't happening. No, I'm just curious. No, no, no. I'm actually just curious if I programmed it right. Oh, you programmed this right. This is the way the spell works. Because you have to make an attack roll every time, I honestly would just have the damage for a single action because it's slightly lower and a two action and that's it. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it's just a matter of like... Uh, did I miss the three action one? That's what I'm asking. Oh, no, you didn't. No, three action is just roll another attack roll and do another bit of damage. Oh, okay. So I did program this right. Okay. Yeah, you did. I, I checked your math on it a while ago, and you did great. Okay. 29 points of damage. Yep. Because of the Inspire Courage, that's three action. Oh, but Riley gets to go. He'll just move up. Riley. That guy's on the ground, number one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but all he can do is move up right now. Port save. Oh, I see. Port save. Oh, Riley, he got 26. It smells bad for his sensitive nose. Barely makes it. Oh, but he made it! Steel scale's up. Steel scale! I was trying to see if I picked up a feat, and I don't think I did. Okay, we're good. All right, seeing her query get away, Steel Scale flexes her draconic muscles, and a little bit of magic sort of flows across her wings, allowing her to fly for a short period of time. Hold on, I'm looking for the button. Are you going to engage in aerial combat? I am. That's cool. Woohoo! So she gains a fly speed equal to my speed for 10 minutes. And the other cool part is, because I have speed boosters on my armor, when she went into overdrive, her speed increased by 5 feet. So she can now fly at 35 feet. So let's go after them. So she is going to spend an action to fly and try and start catching up with them. It's not super far, but she's, she's going to get there. That's two actions to channel wings and one action to fly. You slow. Yeah, speed 35 is so slow. Actually, it's not that slow. I have noticed, though, it's like all the PCs are always like speed 25, 30, 35. All the monsters, speed 60, speed 80. I was like, damn, man, they can move. Those monsters are always fast as can be. Darius, good news. Right. You're on a Quaxacoddle. Bad news. You're on the Quaxacoddle. <laughs> and it's ripping you to shreds. Yep. I will, to action, use Reflection of Stone. So I'll take less damage since I can't be in Mountain Stance. That's such okay. a good play. Uh, let me find. Is there a symbol we have? No. I'll put the shield on. All right, that's good. That's a good idea. 20 minutes of resistance. What is it, 11 or level? I don't know. Well, you're level 12. I put it in the handouts. Yeah, so you cast Stone Skin as per a six-level spell. Stone Skin. I'll look it up. And then Flurry of Blows on this ugly bird. Your resistance is 10. Oh, it is still 10. Okay, great. All right. First shot. 25? 26. 26 because of inspiring courage. 26 against a Quaxacatl. Miss. Is he flanked? No. No. Okay. I misread the map. And I missed with a 24. Whiff, whiff. Well, you don't have... I'm not giving, like, full, like, descriptions of the heights and stuff. A little theater of the mind because I don't want to get too crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. high enough that Riley can't, Riley can't bite him. him. Yeah. Oh, Riley can't bite him? No, no. Oh. No, he's like 10 feet, 15 feet up or something. Yeah. Also, he has reach. So the Quaxacado could be much further off the ground and still sure. grab everyone. Is it okay if Riley's next to Zolgath? Because I thought he was on the ground for some reason. Sure. Yeah, well, I put the little flight thing up there. Yeah. I just missed it. Flight basically means it's too high for ground people to grab, but it's still not quite high enough unless I do something crazy. Like the one that's above the tent, that one's really high up. But these, they're dive bombing. So they're like right over everyone. And so you can jump up and grab them or if you have reach, get them or something. 24 is going to miss. Yep, so it's a miss and I'm done. Oh, so double misses. Oh boy. Okay, Atron, you're up. So both four and... Oh, do I bleed? You do bleed. Sorry about that. It's not a lot. It's only, what is it, 1d6 or something. Okay. We have to save these people. Ooh, 1d8. 
Ooh, I never do oh. a 1d8. Six points damage. Six points. And then you do a flat check to see if you get rid of it. That is not resistible by my rocky form, right? Nope. No. Uh, a fortitude save, you said? Yes. No, no, just flat check. Oh, flat check, sorry. We're all rusty. We haven't done this in a while now. I haven't bled in a while. Uh, yeah. Either way, I, I rolled seven. No good. Also, this map is, is gargantuan, so it's a little slow. It is huge. Otteron, this is terrible <laughs> they're all over the place everything's far away there are people screaming and dying and ugh. four and two are over the crowd right now correct yes right over it yeah. 10 feet above poking and prodding and firebombing and they are very far away from me as well very far away yeah so Ataron can move 25 where's long strider when you need it everything is too far Decisions, decisions. Quaxacoddle's speed is 50 feet. Yeah. What's the best play here? Otteron is going to chant as a vertical sundial shrouded by moonlight and darkness appears behind them. Yours, Chelek Vish, is going to cast haste on themselves. Then is going to move twice. Was 25, and then I gotta get a little closer because I wanna get Darius within 30. So I was using two actions now to move. Great. So they're kind of in that center ring. They move closer to Darius after casting haste, and they spread their arms out wide. And as they bring their arms together, a. Oh no, I did that wrong, didn't I? Two? Hmm? One. I think you're out of action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. That's right. Quaxagal number four goes. Bomb bombs way. Let's kill everyone. I want to see what happens. You want to see? Watch. I'm going to show you what happens. Are you ready? Everyone watching? Are you ready? Oh, I don't like this. Fire burn. Boosh, boosh. Look at those bombs going off everywhere. Oh, look at that. Look at that. that bomb sucks. Wait, let me do a better one. They're like little tiny poofs of fire. How cute. Oh, oh. there you go. Boom. Uh, can I get an antipode three in here? Is Luca and Marl available? There we go. Look at those. Look at those bombs going off. Oh, those people are dying. Oh, that's bad. Bad. Well, at least the food crisis is getting solved. Oh, oh. God. Thanks, Half is dark. Gross. Why? Because they're gonna they're gonna eat the dead. <laughs> There's less mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Scarlet Witch. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say this Quaxitotl runs up and gets to the top of this tent area. By the way, this whole area to the side, everyone's like screaming as they're covered by the tent. So this is fun. Oh, Tears no. a hole, and now you can see this one too, number three. As it's like, it spent its whole turn just trying to get through the top of the tent so it can get to people. And now number one goes, hey, Darius, you're right next to him. Well, I'm up, like, however high up the beast is. Correct. However, he gets to shoot me with his little bow. According to the rules, you are in every square of the Quaxacoddles. Oh, yes. You're in all eight squares. Nine. Nine squares. I miscounted. And if we're using 3D math, nine by nine. <laughs> oh God, 27 squares. I have become Ultra Darius. All 27 squares. You are 
Ultra Darius. Here we go. Kabod's a longbow. Baby! Oh, oh baby! Yeah, that's a crit. Crit. 38 points of damage. Although you did a little bit yeah. off for the stone stuff. 28, 28. Reload zero. Oh, that's a... That's a miss. 17. And then shoots again. Wow, those are bad shots. The only other ones were terrible. <laughs> well, he crit one, so that's good on him. I know. And Quoxitotl. Quoxy. We're going to call him Quoxy. So Quoxy actually has a thing it's going to do. 35 as it tries to beak you and eat you. All right. Take 13 damage. Okay, 13 damage. And then it's going and flying by Hap. Oh, don't come fly over here. Squawk. Squawk. And then while it flies with you, it's actually going to do, it's actually doing a drive-by. So it's to see what it's going to do. It's driving by and then going back around because that area is like totally collapsed. Mm. It's going to do a beak attack at half. Oh, misses. Hey, 21 missy. It's done because that's a two action. It's a flyby. It's a special thing they can do. They can basically swoop. They can fly and attack during any time during their movement. So they are, they're fun. These things up. Oh, so this one, it's in the north side of the tent. This one's killing the ones the first one missed. So Oh, that's just, kind. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the first one only took the bottom rows. This one's getting the top, the cheap seats. So this guy's killing all the top seats. I just throw a couple of crits in there. Let's throw a whole bunch. Wait, what? Oh. Oh, all those people are dead. Hap, you're up. Darius is kind of near you a little. All right. Well, the targets are all spread out, so I can't AOE any of them. So I'll do a sudden bolt on the elite Quetzalcoatl. I'll do a fourth level sudden bolt. Uh, the one that Darius is riding. Okay. Darius should get a little bit of that. 37. Okay. Darius doesn't get any of it. How much is that? 20 points? Uh, looks like 20. Well, what level did you do? I did fourth level, so I think he's going to take 29 points of damage still. Are you sure? It's a lot. It's a big number. Yeah. yeah. Well, he rolled, yeah. she rolled 58, so 29. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then I shaped it into a beautiful bolt, so one action for Inspire Courage. Inspire Courage, plus one to hit and damage. Riley has one action, I think. Riley's going to take a bite. Chomp, do it. You know, they taste bad. Oh, oh they taste good. That's actually a uh, crit. Nice. 37, 38. 38's a crit. Okay. For 15, 30 points of damage. They're done. Steel scales up. You want to get in the fight sometime? I'm trying. I'm, I was going for the one outside. <laughs> steel scales like, steel scales like, I'm coming to get you. They're gone. They're, everything's gone. You're outside in this tent by yourself. Well, it kind of makes sense because no one expected steel scales to actually be there too. I was also trying to go for the one outside, and it keeps running away, so I'm just chasing it. No, it didn't run away. It ran inside the tent. I know. I went to confront it, and it flew away, and then I went to fly after it, and it flew away. Yeah. Just run around in circles like me. Use your teleport. Okay. I can fly two times, and I think I'm within range of it. Well, it's through the hole, but I'll say you can attack it through the hole. There's like there's a hole. I'll draw like where the hole is. 
yeah, um, all my good stuff takes a couple actions, but that's all right. I got, I got one, I got one good thing. So, uh, Steel Scale, she flies up this collapsed part of the tent and sees her quarry through the hole it just created and flew through, and she's going to try and shoot it. She like leans herself over, sort of hunches over a little bit, aiming this device on her back at it, and out shoots a big ballista bolt from her back. The back ballista attack against the flying creature, 32 to hit. Or 31, or 33 if I can hear half from inside. I think you were outside of the 60 foot. Yeah, it was also visual, so it's fine. But 32. And it has come. But you still hit. Woohoo! Oh, that's not getting my overdrive bonus, and it's supposed to. So, oh no, it is. Never mind. I just look at the wrong number. Okay, so a total of 34 points of damage, some of which is fire as this big ballista bolt comes flying out of the dragon's armor and just straight into this quicksa, quicksa thingy. Q. Yeah. You hit it! Shonk! <laughs> Good thing you hit it, it didn't miss. Because more holes in the tent, that's all you needed. Oh, the, the tent is sacrificed. Don't worry about it. We... Oh, the sacrifice is gone. The, yeah, the, the tent's done. I presume you're done. Darius, strangely, you're still on this thing because <laughs> it's not trying to buck you. It's just, it's actually just beaking you to death. <laughs> Slowly. That's fine. I now do a three action, one inch punch. Three action, one inch Ooh, punch. Okay. Here we go. 31. 31. You're trying to kill this thing while you're flying on it. You hit and do terrible damage. That's 13 plus sonic and electricity. So that's. 20, yes. 13 plus 7 is 20, right. and then the plus 18, 38 damage. And then plus 1. 39 damage. Okay. Crunch! Cool. Are you done? That's three actions. That is a one-inch punch. Oh, I bleed. You want me, need me to bleed? Oh, yeah, you bleed. Hold on. You take... 1d8. Four points of damage. And a flat check. Nope. nope. Still bleeding. Atron. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. Atron carefully measures the distance in their mind, moving between the first and center ring with one move. Let me verify my measurements. Okay. They first spread their arms out as raven feathered wings appear, and I'm going to use life boost on Darius. Yay! As they clap their arms together, the feathers go flying over Darius, and then they turn and look at... Which number are you? Quetzalcoatlus number three, and Ataran chants Yuchuki Chavasis, and is going to cast Agonizing Despair at it. Doing just the normal third level version, DC 31 save. Which number was this? Number three. The Quetzalcoatl. Yep. What's the 60 feet? Yep. You barely reach it. I do. I measured exactly. Well, it's up in the air. Oh, I did not. I could have moved a little further if it helps. Yes, you should move a little further. It does help. Yeah, I can. We'll move you up there. There you go. Don't know that I could have moved that much. Well, it's a crit fail. Yeah, crit fail. Yeah, crit fail. A target takes double damage, so it takes twenty-eight damage, and it's frightened three. Ooh. Which is good. I've got these agonizing despairs ready, so I can debilitate before I use the big spells. Good idea. Yeah. Okay, it's, uh, you hit it, and it doesn't like it, and it's like, ah. Good. And you're done. Yep. Okay, the other ones go. Da, da, da. They're just going around in circles, killing Oh, people are, like, kind of, like, getting out of the way, so starting to get a little. It's getting, there's less to kill, so. All right, the one that just got hit by Oteron does not like that. 
So they are going to let the quacks go first. Quack, you go first. It's going to Otteron, and then we'll do a flyby and beak you. Then 30. I think 30 hits, yeah. Armor class 28. Okay, and you're bleeding for 21 points of damage. And as soon as it's also with you. So give me a fort save as you smell the smell. No! Of Zolgath. 29? You're fine. Yay, I took 10, apparently. And then while he's flying, it's actually going to stop here near you. And then he's going to beak you again. Oh, he misses. 17. Should critical miss. Yeah, I wish I had a critical fail thing for some reason. And now the herd guy goes. Hey. Hey, guy. Guess what I got for you, buddy? He's going to throw a alchemist. Fire right on you. Missed. Still take two splash damage. Ah. Uh, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Throws another one at you. Up, oh, that misses. Uh, now they're bad at these. But better <laughs> splash damage. Well, two points of splash damage. Oh, it's always two? It's always oh, two. yeah. Sorry, I was paying attention to the additional. <laughs> nah. Anyways. It's always the same splash damage, so... He's keeps... not mounted. No superiority for him. He is mounted. Oh, sorry. I didn't see. Yeah, this guy is mounted. Oh, uh, he, but it, the splash damage doesn't count for mounted superiority, because that's not damage. That's indirect damage. Sweet. All right. So they're getting closer to you. Hey, look, the good news is... Number three is right over Otteron. Yay! Bad news is number three is right over Otteron. Hugs? <laughs> and it's biting you. Yeah. He's throwing crap at you. And Steel Scale, one day we'll get into the fight. One day. It keeps flying away from me. <laughs> well, it's hanging out with Otteron. Yeah. If you, if you attack them enough, <laughs> they'll come at me. I shot it. There's 150 feet of movement. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, if you run out of range of your party healer, it's your own damn fault and you deserve to die. <laughs>